Hey there, and welcome back to A Conversation for One, the podcast where I ramble on about a variety of multimedia, usually, um, let's just say for now, horror and sci-fi, and anything really, including theme parks, cough, cough, hint. Uh, But yeah, mostly horror and sci-fi. And if you're listening for the first time, uh, thanks for coming by. Um, Today I have a pretty rad topic to fill your ear holes with. Uh, Today the topic is going to be actually... Paramount Canada's Wonderland, um, which ran from 1993 to technically the final season ceased in 2006 when uh, Paramount Properties were sold to Cedar Fair. The park uh, originally opened in 1981, if my sources are correct, Wikipedia. Um, And then in 1990, I think... 91 or 92 the park was originally owned by uh, taft um taft properties taft industries basically they were a huge conglomerate that owned like Hanna barbera and uh, other tv stations and media that sort of thing paramount bought a stake um i think the stake was my sources vary but it was like 20 percent, 30 percent uh of the park um and it was like the following year in 1993 where Paramount actually just bought out a majority of parks. They they had Paramount Parks. That was a new part of the um, the chain for Paramount. And one of them uh, included the park that they already had relations with, Paramount Canada's Wonderland. So yeah, uh, that's just a little brief history. We'll definitely jump into a lot more here. Um, but yeah, when it was Paramount Canada's Wonderland, there was lots to love. And uh, I know definitely, especially if you go to Canada's Wonderland now, we all missed those prime Paramount days. Like I know, like it was it was something crazy to always see like Scooby-Doo or Fred Flintstone. There's there's constant character meet and greets, you know, to hear like the bat, Top Gun, um, even like movies I hadn't seen as a kid. I knew exactly what they were like Cliffhanger. And like all of the um, the 4D theater stuff, you know, you had Days of Thunder, Licensed to Thrill, which was, which was um, James Bond, I'm pretty sure. And like Stan Lee, even Stan Lee's like Voyage to Hell or like 4D Mission to Hell. I didn't know, like, I'm sure I knew what that stuff was as a kid, but being like seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old, I was only just dipping my toes into that sort of stuff. Plus... I mean, they had tons of other properties there. You could walk through the park and see, like, the hearse that was in The Untouchables or something from The Godfather. You had, like, constant characters walking around from Star Trek. I'll always remember. They had some sort of an exhibit, exhibition, exhibit um, for Star Trek either... Mm, Well, this is late 90s. It's probably Deep Space Nine or Voyager. Anyways, they had... uh, quark i'm pretty sure one of the the fringy like walking around fully in costume as long as like mr wharf uh, and i was petrified i was crying like my parents were like come on come have a look and i was like no no way like this is before i was like into star trek to me he just looked like a monster from hell and uh but i mean it's that kind of cool stuff like now if i was like like even when I was a teenager to now being like an adult, if I was to see like Quark walking around, like my man, you know, just give him a high five, say hi to him. And that would have been crazy. Like it's little things like that. It's little things. So that begs the question, 
what if in 2006 we never lost Paramount? What if the Paramount Corporation decided to not sell off their parks? What if they stayed? Now, there's only one place where thrills get your adrenaline racing, your imagination soaring, and that place is Paramount Canada's Wonderland. It's a whole new thrill. Paramount Canada's Wonderland. The only place thrills are Paramount. Hurry to Shoppers Drug Mart and save up to $20 in Wonderland, including $6 off passports. Get coupons at Shoppers now. There's, uh, <clears throat> there's something really cool about a park filled with recognizable and current IPs. Um, and that's actually like a big deal. Cough, <coughs> cough, cough, cough. The Peanuts, uh, which are hella dated and boring. Uh, Cedar Park seems to think kids love Charlie Brown. Um, I just don't know a lot of people who even know more characters than actually Charlie Brown and Snoopy. But that's neither here nor there. Not saying um, IPs um, make the park, personally. Um, I know right now I currently enjoy Wonderland, but I mean, as a kid, I found being um, what's seemingly in the middle of nowhere, um, especially nowhere near like a Disney park or a Universal park, it was definitely incredibly, it was a surreal experience to say the least, to have rides and characters come to life, just like, you know, in my backyard, so to speak, just up the road really in Vaughan, Ontario. The park itself was uh, always teeming with characters walking around and events too, like lots of events. I seem to always remember events um, and shows there was always advertising. There was like bands constantly playing, like even like little things, you know, like from dad rock to like some 41, that sort of stuff. There was always something going on. And because it was paramount, entertainment was the key. It wasn't just like, let's constantly build roller coasters. It was like, you're going to a, like a theme park. Like there's something essentially different between like an amusement park and a, th and a theme park because the theme park, it's in the word, it ex exuberates themes like a theme, like Disney is a theme park. Universal is a theme park. But when you go to something like, I guess this is awful, like, but it's like if you went to Marine Land, that would be an amusement park. It's not a theme. There's no, well, I don't know, contradicting myself, but just like a normal carnival, let's say, would be an amusement park. It's, it's, it's to amuse you, there's no themes. Um, and that's something that is like sorely lacking now. But yeah, also too, because it was Paramount, all of these things, like the events, the shows, the characters walking around, it all relied heavily on current trending Paramount media. And although I never went to any of these, um, I never went to any of those concerts. I, I definitely saw the advertising advertising the few times I went, but I, I mean, I was a kid. I didn't have a lot of pull, you know, if I was like, hell yeah, Barney in concert, it's not like I'd have pull to go see those. But yeah, who's kidding who here though? Who over the age of like, I don't know, it's 2018 now, 2006. Let's say who over the age of like 20 doesn't still refer to all these rides as what they used to be called. Like, I know I do, even when I'm not trying to be like a huge like snob, like, I still remember what they were called in the good old days, you know, like that sort of thing. 
I still do it. I still have it slip from time to time, like calling uh, Flight Deck Top Gun or Tomb Raider. Well, yeah, calling it Tomb Raider. There I go. Like, I think it's called Time Warp, which doesn't make sense. I, I was talking to uh, some people recently um, that it should have been called like the Crypt or even like the Tomb. You could have kept Tomb from Tomb Raider. Um, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. But yeah. It, the, again, it begs the question, what would have happened if Paramount didn't go? Like, if they were still making rides, still making current attractions, what would they be? What kind of attractions do you think uh, would have come around to our neck of the woods, you know? Keep in mind, like, if you're about to join me in this huge fantasy, this park, like Canada's Wonderland, is not only one of the biggest parks like acre wise it has been like consecutively the most visited seasonal amusement park in north america also too i'm pretty sure like those numbers for being consecutive are a lot more concrete only recently though i would say in like the last 10 years so still kind of when paramount was in in charge of things um they were well, they have been, they still are, number two most visited all of all parks in in North America. I think second only to like Knott's Berry Farm, like the original Knott's, which is in California. So it's a little unfair of an advantage. It's It runs like 365. So yeah, and so in this forthcoming scenario, let's just imagine considering these numbers because in this ideal scenario, nothing is off off limits so let's imagine that skies are the limits so basically as much as i would just love to talk about how great paramount was okay so let's just get this out of the way some of these things that i might have brought uh, that i'm going to bring up they potentially could have already been rides or ips or characters that were used or stuff that was being planned i would have no idea not only have I never worked for Canada's uh, Wonderland, I've never worked for Paramount. I've never been in the amusement park industry. Um, but I definitely have some ideas. Paramount is a bit of a funny one. Like they have like a lot of huge films, but they don't have a lot of franchises. So I found it odd when I was combing through trying to see what kind of franchises they could have used that they didn't have a lot really left so it was like why <laughs> why didn't you use more of this to your advantage because so, um, what do i have here like one two three four five like six i have maybe like eight ips that weren't used so it's like i don't know i feel like between 93 and 2006 they could have definitely got some of these out but also too this is in the scenario it's paramount still here so some of these are new and it's like stuff that I would have loved to have seen in the park that they could have taken full advantage of. So we just had Halloween. So I figured I would start with scenarios and stuff they could use for their fear fest. That's right. Fear fest, fear fest for all of you uh, that have no idea was what the current Halloween haunt was referred to. This is what Paramount actually ran and I couldn't find anything. I'm sure if I actually did more than, 20 minutes of research on this specific thing that I could have found something, but Fear Fest was 
almost completely in Canada's Paramount. Um, it wasn't in any of their neighboring parks, no Carowinds, no King Island. It was specific to Canada's Wonderland. So, as you know, I have no idea, but I did some research, as I keep saying. Uh, there's like mazes and theming throughout these things. Um, each maze is very specific to a certain, um, I guess it's like, it'll be like Doctor's Alley, right? And you're stuck in a hospital or like Scarecrow's Maze, and it's like, they're all ind individual things. It's kind of similar to how Universal runs their uh, Nights of Horror or however, is it Nights of Horror? Horror Nights? Horror Nights sounds right. Anyways, so originally they had like stuff like MTV's Horror and they've had like Elvira, although I think Elvira might have been a Cedar Fair thing, but they definitely had their Paramount ties, but they didn't use any properties. So if they were to still make this, these are some things I definitely like. And this too, so the first one is Friday the 13th. It seems like a no-brainer, really. Like, you have 12 movies. And at one point... No, no, sorry. I was going to say you had Freddy, but it was it was Jason who went over to Warner Brothers. But Paramount is the current and was the original rights holder to Friday the 13th series. So even, even so, you have 12 movies that you could use. I mean, it's Jason Voorhees. He's probably the most well-known like i would say he's up there you know he's probably just as popular if not more popular even now today in like 2018 than michael myers uh you definitely could have had a maze just of like camp crystal lake or <laughs> i mean you could have done anything and it would have brought in if you had like jason takes toronto like a spoof on like jason takes manhattan even like people would have come like i i don't like those things. I love horror movies. I like being scared in the comfort of my home. I don't like a real human being, a real man chasing me. It would frighten the piss out of me. But if I knew that like a Jason Voorhees thing was going to be there, I would definitely go. Like, why wouldn't you? You could have definitely had that. And too, like I was going to like talk about this later, but we're already on the topic. You could have definitely had some sort of like a Friday the 13th, like well, for one, a dark ride would have been cool. I know Kenna's Wonderland only has, like, I want to say, like, two. They've had four in their total history. Even, like, a Smurf. Like, a Smurf land? A, oh, that would have been so cool. I wasn't even born yet when it was open, but, yeah, apparently it was, like, called, like, Yogi Bear's Forest, or Yo and then it was, like, Yogi Bear's Cave. So that would have already been cool. Yogi Bear. Hey, Yogi, you know, like, Yogi Bear. And uh, and then it was Smurfs, and it was animatronics. Like in our little, not little, it's massive, but it feels little because it's in you know it's in Toronto. But our little park it had to animatronics, and uh, oh, it's just really cool. But yeah, and then we had like Scooby's Scooby, <laughs> Scooby's Haunted Mansion or Boo Blasters. Maybe it's called Boo Blasters now. But yeah, there's only, there's nothing. So to have like a mature, yeah. Oh man, that would have been cool. Like a, a Friday the 13th haunted house kind of thing. Even if it was like walkthrough. I mean, you can't really have a lot of in and out. Because like if anybody's ever been to like a haunted house, it's 
the traffic that you're putting through there isn't isn't a lot but man that would drive crowds or you could do a ride you know have some theming in the ride have freddy or freddy fuck tyler get it together you know jesus christ but you could have jason like chasing you or something like that or you know something like that you could have used it i mean it's all right there 12 films oh just a waste but also too if you're going to do this fear fest there was two other properties. Yeah, I think these would only be for, for a fear fest. You have all of the paranormal activity movies. And as much as they get scoffed at now, you know, it was one of those things where they kicked the horse too many times, you know, melt the cow too many times. But when those first, yeah, even the first three films came out, mind-blowing. People were like, holy shit, right? There were people, I remember in high school when I saw the first one, there were people who literally literally were arguing with me that the first one was real, like the, like it was a documentary. They were so convinced that they weren't sleeping. Like those movies were huge. And that's why they made so many of them, right? Like you had, what did the first one cost? Like 15 grand and they made like something like $120 million, like huge money. That alone. And I, I'm sure paranormal activity isn't like now universal. But again, keep in mind, this is a world that I'm creating just for this one hour podcast that has all of the Paramount Parks still intact. That series is wholly owned by them. That would have been a maze. You, you know what? Like you could have even, yeah, you could have got two. Same with Friday 13th. You could have got two different parks, parks, mazes out of these things just for Fear Fest. Then you have two properties that you're not even sub-licensing. Like, sure, you can make original parks. Oh, my God. You can make original mazes um, for them. And, I mean, they did even when they were Paramount for their Fear Fest. But you have IPs now that were there, and people love that. You see it in a commercial, especially on a local station, like or even advertising on the radio, social media now, because again, this world is, is real. It's now in this podcast, obviously. <clears throat> that, yeah, you see like, come to Paramount Canada's Wonderland Fear Fest, like Friday the 13th, Paranormal Activity, like I would be there. And then also to Cloverfield. Cloverfield, not as huge a property. I mean, people love Clover, what is that, Cloverfield Lane 10? Yeah, that sounds right. It's not Clover Lane. It's Cloverfield. Yeah. There's three movies, a fourth one on the way. Right there. Maze right there. And, I mean, I don't know. Could you? Could you make a ride? What would it even look like? I have no idea. That, yeah, that's something, like, someone else would have to weigh in line on. Because, like, those movies are also different. I mean, oh, you know, you, yeah, you know you could do... That, that could be completely uh, an original because none of those movies are technically related. You know, they're all kind of like anthology. That would be something. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be neat. Yeah. Yeah, actually, damn. That would have been, yeah, <laughs> that would have been cool. Okay, so let's get right into it. Rides. These are three, yeah, franchises. They're massive that you could have done something with. And that is Star Trek. It's the first one is Star Trek. Now, they had, like, Enterprise models, like, not littered, but I seem to remember as a kid, they had, like, two. One was, um, not, 
next generation it, oh yeah so it was um it was the one from the motion picture so it was slightly revised from the original series and then they had the one from the next generation and they had them in i want to say like uh what is that even called you know like well it's basically it's basically right when you get in to the park it's got a name and obviously i can't think of it and i didn't write it down it is called oh the it is international street they had them like kind of like so i'm imagining that everybody listening to this has been to canada's wonderland but when you walk right in and there's the fountains they had some to the left of the fountain that goes towards um the international well it's called action zone now but it was called the grand world exposition of 1890 so you can take that little fact to the bank so you know when you go to the sky flyer or whatever it is like the bungee cord and they have the big um globe with all the flags and it makes no sense now that's because it used to be called the grand world expo exposition yeah exposition of 1890 it's kind of neat so yeah actually let me just <laughs> go on a little tangent here that uh, world exposition actually used to have like um like it was dated so it might have said oriental at the time but it had african and asian themes so the like I remember as a kid, that was my favorite, like my favorite. They had um, the Great Whale of China. It's right now where the, oh, what is that called? Uh, time Warp, where the Tomb Raider ride is. And it was like basically, yeah, like my two favorite rides as a kid. They are RIP. They're gone. I think, yeah, the one is legit demolished. And I think that ride, um, the other ride I'm talking about was called like Bay... Bairns, Bairns Curve. It's basically like, well, the one at Wonderland was awesome. I'll get back to the Great Whale. Just I'm on, a, I'm going on a tangent here. So it was like um, twelve cars, I think. Twelve, sixteen seems like a lot. Let's hey, let's go for it. Sixteen cars, and they're all basically attached together, and they're just spinning in on a circle that's on an angle. So it's like on a, um, yeah, like a forty-five degree angle, and you're just going. <laughs> just spinning in circles and then the actual theming for the ride was like this this <laughs> this guy in later hosen with this massive like horn like this flumey looking <laughs> mountain horn and when you reached peak speed that horn went off as if it wasn't already intense enough this ride going at like 80 kilometers an hour and just a closed circuit yeah i loved it i remember going on that one but that one I must have been young because I was just doing a little uh, poking around and that closed actually in 2000, which is uh, something. The the Great uh, Whale of China, which is, again, going on the other side, um, back to the World Exposition, I think that closed in 2002, 2003. And that one was, um, if I remember correctly, it was like three big, not wheels, Okay, um, it's like you sat down at a table almost. Imagine, okay, like imagine like a raft ride. It was like a raft ride where you're sitting all in a circle around people and there's three of them. And basically it's spinning you in circles while that device you're sitting in is spinning in also circles. And then instead of just going like around, it's bobbing you up and down. And I just remember that one was intense. But yeah, sadly, 
both of those don't exist in the park anymore. What was I even talking about here? I have no idea. No idea. I'm just going to give this a quick pause a second. Right. So we were talking about <laughs> Star Trek. So they had that one by the World Exposition. Also, too, uh, God, you know, I was just talking about it, but it's like called, is it called Backlot Cafe? That used to be um, like a Japanese, like obviously stereotypical, but a Japanese like themed restaurant. It was like Ginza Gardens. I saw a picture of it on Google and it was like, like mind blown. I was like, whoa, I remember that because back in the day like top gun was the ride and like you had to basically walk past it all the time because that's where the traffic was constantly moving right we're <laughs> we're talking about star trek star trek um what is there to say like you that is a franchise just so massive that much like friday the 13th you could have done anything with it you could have had uh, an interactive ride. You could have had a ride at the 4D. The 4D, I mean, that is already, it's underutilized. Do you know they closed down one of the theaters? There used to be two theaters. They, it, one is literally for storage and for Halloween haunt. Like, what a goddamn waste. I remember loving that, like Days of Thunder. Um, that Stan Lee one, I didn't know at the time it was Stan Lee. I watched that, and there was like heat coming when they were like close to lava and monsters, and I was like, oh my god, Days of Thunder, though. I'll never forget that, and that's how many years now, right? That's what I mean, Paramount, <sighs> miss them. Um, but you could have did that, Star Trek, right? Plus now, you have like the Kelvin timeline, um, the Chris Pine for people that aren't up to Star Trek. I don't blame you. you know, not everybody is, but shame on you, you should know. Yeah, you could have did that. Rides, again, getting back to that Kelvin timeline, because that's current, right? You know, you could sell it, right? Especially when, like, Beyond came out or Into Darkness. Boom, here's a new ride. People would go apeshit. I would have gone apeshit. I would have been at the park, like, at least twice a week, if that. Oh, yeah, what a waste. And then also, too, you could have those characters walking around. That uh, I will say that. They used to have some characters with, you know, not the classic, um, but it was, like, the next-gen kind of uniform they had as i said mr wharf characters like it you know it was supposed to be him but it didn't quite look like him and then they would have generic um vulcans and like ferengi walking around the ferengi though good for them like i'm assuming like much like the cleon like it was a mask but it petrified me and i've seen some pictures of them walking around and again it was like very <laughs> very real very real it was uh petrifying but they they could have did classic trek or yeah i mean yeah i mean it's all in your imagination you could do whatever it's limitless right you could have had a kirk and picard kind of i don't know yeah that would have worked yeah imagine this so like your roller coaster it's variations i mean if you're a trek fan it would have been kind of cool but a little insulting but like you're getting on these like roller coasters and each um car set could have been a different like theme right you could have had the the original series theme in the one set you could have the next generation in the next set you could have had like voyager or yeah we don't talk about enterprise but you could have like voyager and then like now they could have had like kelvin or they could have had discovery like change it or add to it right ah it's just such a wasted opportunity anyways the fact that they never made a Star Trek anything from 1993 to 2006 is like a little head scratchy, but yeah, I have to also keep in mind Star Trek 
wasn't big. All they had really in the 90s, well, other than First Contact, what is the First Contact, like 2001, 2002? Oh, if you have not seen First Contact, I don't care if you don't like The Next Generation because a lot of people <laughs> don't. I don't really care for it. Sometimes it's slow. But that's not what we're talking about. Go see the First Contact movie. The, the First Contact movie. Oh, Russian is my main language. Go see First Contact. It's a lot of action for people that don't care about track, and it's so good. It is cream of the crop. It is like like my top four, top three. <laughs> no one says top four. My top three, I think, Star Trek movies. So good. But yeah, other than like a couple, other than that, and like like Deep Space Nine critically is good, but I don't think it really had the fans. You had like The Next Generation, and you had Voyager. It's TV shows. I can understand why they didn't make rides, but also too, if you're like boom Star Trek, I still I I find it hard to believe that it wouldn't have brought in crowds. I really do. I think it would have been something, especially if they had it now, and like it was built then, then you would have like that whole like retro nostalgia, you know, like not even loving like the series it came from. But like having almost an ironic love for this ride that was built um, and it would be dated, right? Because it was like made in the 90s for like 90s Trek. I I don't know. I think that that could just be me, but I think that would have been great. Um, also, too, um, think what you want about them, but they're still, they make bank. Um, obviously, Universal has capped off, capped off. I say that a lot. What does that even mean? They've obviously like, profited off of this now and that is transformers transformers is huge it's billion dollars like we're not talking about star trek money like <laughs> they have like what 10 movies and they have all the shows transformers has like six movies and it's probably like three times the worth of what star trek is yeah it's just huge it's huge if if they were to just yeah that's they would have just probably missed it because when did that first transformers come out i was in grade eight it was probably the same year that paramount walked away like when they sold off their stuff and also too i keep saying paramount walked away don't don't think poorly about paramount paramount was going through some stuff okay they're a bit of a sad sack they're a bit of a dry run okay we all have a friend like that uh viacom was being a little bit of a a little bit of a bitch to Paramount and they separated them so they separated I think it was like CBS and Paramount and basically CBS walked away with the parks and they're like <laughs> no thanks and they just sold them for nothing nothing I think they bought all the parks for 10 million and they sold them for like a hundred a hundred million I think of Paramount <laughs> actually kind of cool I was looking into the Paramount and Viacom are talking about being bros again and re-merging but even if that happened and they were like combined forces like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers and Predator, like gripping hands, flexing muscles, I don't think they would have enough money now to buy back their parks, even if they were interested, which they probably aren't. But yeah, I think that one, grade eight, 2000, it probably, yeah, pro Transformers probably came out that year that they sold, which is a shame because it, that... That would have st stood the test of time. And even, like, you could have made that ride, and that ride would have been, like, gangbusters money for them. And then with all these new movies, they could have definitely even revamped it, and it would have still been, like, boom, popular. Ugh. 
Yeah, that would have been cool. And again, that's another thing that lends itself to 4D. That 4D experience. I don't know why they don't utilize that more. It like just cough it up. And also too, uh, this might not be true. So keep keep this in mind with just like a pinch of salt here. I've seen on like varying sources that when Paramount was like, all right, here are the keys, right? You can keep all of the properties that we've established, all the sound effects, everything, all the names, keep it. It's still like a 10 year agreement. And Cedar Fair was like, go blow yourself. And they took everything away. It's like, why, why would you do that? It's so fucking stupid. Like now, yeah, like the, those rights, I'm sorry for the curse. If there's little kiddos listening, don't do that. But it's, that would have expired in like 2017, right? So, but still that would have been 10 years of them keeping like Top Gun, Cliffhanger, stuff like that. Like I get what they, they wanted to pull away from Paramount, but when you have all that like brand recognition, I don't get it. But yeah, to go back with 4D, they would definitely have to put money out which obviously if they're still poking around with peanut characters they're not really trying to get any like publicity and i get it like if you make a good ride people are going to come like this new yukon striker looks unreal like unbelievably crazy and i am actually a behemoth man if you will i find it just to be a better ride than leviathan but that's that's the thing they're not name brand right they're just big rides and that's how they're pushing their park which is fine but uh, yeah, yeah, Transformers, you, you could have done anything. Yeah, right, 4D, you'd have to put <laughs> a little scatterbrain here. You'd have to put out some money, you know, whether you're gonna play ball with a lower company like Lionsgate or like even like have, like reach out to a video game company or a TV company, like to have like, let's say like have Game of Thrones, that would be, a pretty good deal i don't think six flags or anybody really has like a game of thrones if you had like a game of thrones even if there was no characters in it you had like amelia clark show her face like yeah let's go this way and that was it like she got paid her like two hundred fifty thousand for like two seconds of screen time and you were just like like i don't know i'm not i don't know like you're running up against white walkers or something that is like for 40 and you can put a lot of people in the 4d it is like basically an imax theater you could have put like 100 people in at a time it's a two-hour show no it's not a two-hour show what am i talking like it's like a 20-minute show if that 15 minutes you have 100 people out of your park not cluttering up lines i just don't get it but yeah also too with transformers paramount had this has a deal i don't know if they bought them or not but they have a deal with hasbro hasbro studios so all the gi joe movies i know they're not good but when they came out they could have had something right even not a ride or something they could have had a show right advertises gi joe again just throw shit at the wall right you have all those ips see what sticks and let's just say for argument's sake those movies were good i can't i can't even lie i know we're not talking about that but i hear they are doing a reboot they're going to do like a whole Hasbro universe because everything has to be a universe as we talked about in my very first episode um but also to micronauts right they have like the board games monopoly and stuff like yeah you probably couldn't make a ride out of that stuff but you could definitely have like a themed area like the kids area like kidsville and stuff 
Monopoly, Candyland, I, right? Mm, yeah, mm, right, that, that would work. And let's not forget the creme de la crop, ROM Space Night, like ROM Space Night. Do I need to say more? <laughs> I make it sound awesome, it's just because I have nothing else to say. But ROM Space Night, you know, I love it. They could have did it. Wish I had more to say, but you know, you could have had rides or like theming. Again, getting back to this, like have a bunch of stuff, you know, put the roller coaster in, have one be ROM, have the Kronken wagons, you know, the old bumper cars, retheme that. Like they were already basically like scrapping all of the um, original like Germanic, Asian, African theme stuff. And they were just like IP, 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 right? What would have stopped them from putting like a bunch of Hasbro characters? Mm, you know what? Keep the Kronken wagon. Because the next thing I was going to say kind of ties into this, and that's honestly where they should put it. Like, I know they had Nickelodeon. So, if you're as old as me, which is old, um, you will remember that they used to have Hanna Barbera. Because, again, getting back to the beginning, they taffed owned i'm pretty sure hanna barbera before warner brothers got their f dirty little fingers into them um and so they had yogi bear fred flintstone like all of them like dino dino's the dog's name right yeah dino scooby-doo shaggy what else do they had they had those caveman guys i don't know what they're called actually anymore Admittedly, I can say I have not watched any Hanna-Barbera since I was 10 years old, so it's hard to keep complete track of that. But they've slowly tried to wipe them out because if you remember, when you went up to the kids' area, it was bedrock. Like, all the stuff was bedrock-themed, the bumper cars, everything like that. But then, like, around probably, like, three... Let's just say, for argument's sake, somewhere between three and five years before Paramount got rid of the parks, they were like, they made the transition over to Nickelodeon. So you saw more like, hey, Arnold, uh, what was that one? Like the rock, the rocket? No, I don't know what they were called. But then they had like wild thornberries and uh, fairly odd parents. And oh, what is that one? It's like chalk chalk zone chalk zone they had stuff like that though and they were like really oh jimmy neutron jimmy neutron my little monsters they had og nickelodeon stuff there and uh yeah that probably would have been the spot like i mean they made it on nickelodeon but if you're gonna redo like a bumper cars or have like a multi-character thing just had it in with the hasbro stuff that would have been perfect yeah like you could have had rom bump into spongebob and kids would have been like oh my god right and what would stop them? It's Paramount. Paramount owns the whole park. I don't know. Not so much a wasted opportunity. It just would have been kind of cool to see. Oh, sorry. I skipped. I skipped the one we're all here for. Just kidding. That was Star Trek. But the next one. Mission Impossible. Why? Why did they never use that? That is one that... Excluding Star Trek. That is just one that's just like... Why? Like, why the hell didn't you use that? Like, didn't the first one come out in 96? Like, they had the franchise. They had, what, three, if not four movies? Yeah, three movies at least in the tank before they even sold it to Cedar Fair. 
Like, why didn't they make a ride? You could have had live shows. You could have, like, made all of, like, the bungee cord things, Mission Impossible, this. Like, that is one thing that wouldn't have been too much. I mean, they already had a James Bond license to thrill, right? People obviously want to see went to see it. Yeah, a roller coaster would have been crazy, like a race against time. It could have been like a stunt coaster, but big. Oh, have you been on that recently? Oh, sorry. I'm just thinking about how fast that was. I went on it just recently, and it was like, oh, my God. Like, it goes zero to, like, 60 or zero to 70, and I feel like it's miles per hour. Like, they, I might have said kilometers, but, like, it was just like, boom, and you just flew. Oh, that ride used to be cool. I remember I waited once with my dad. It was right 2006 yeah it was like the year right before they closed it like that ride was only open as italian job for like a year and a half which was like at it yeah it was it definitely was their last ride that paramount made and it, <laughs> if you've been on it it's like a 30 second ride it's like not even worth your time and i waited two and a half hours to go on that but you know what it was pretty cool they used to have like a helicopter that actually like had the noise had the rotating blades bullets flying down explosions like that was again getting back to it theming is important like cedar fair cutting ties they don't even have music playing you like <laughs> you get up there now to like the top where like the flames used to come out and stuff and there's literally like a stationary like helicopter there's no sound there's no bullet sounds there's no explosion no water comes in and then so you literally just park there you park there for like half the not even half it's less but it's like you park there for like five seconds and then then you shoot back down i was just like what is this what it's so stupid also too you know it'd be kind of cool and think about this until right now some of these ips you could have had in splashworks splashworks the water park like spongebob would have been perfect you have a spongebob this that ride would have been always busy get people in there increase attendance that way but yeah mission impossible that would have been a really cool ride or a show it's just it's just a waste man but the park now is great i still love the park and you know if you really look i mean i saw this not i wasn't poking around for it but i saw it, it was on which ride was that the beast I think it was on the beast yeah they have because the cart is an original cart cart car car we'll go with car it actually has the canada's wonderland symbol on the car like pressed into the car and um and and this is even before paramount this is like when it was owned by taft which is a cool logo i mean it's got nothing on paramount's logo but like it's cool that it's still there and i mean i would see no reason for them to take it off it's still the same name now right because like, it just reverted back to canada's wonderland but knowing cedar fair if they see that if someone's like <clears throat> what's that it might be gone so if you go next season and you want to go on the beast and get the shit kicked out of you because that ride is just rough as hell make sure you check that out if you can see it it's really cool to see if you're a little uh, obviously if you're listening to this well, not obviously. You might not be into Canada's Wonderland, especially because I see I've got viewers in Brazil in the United States. Can you believe that? That's, it's just unreal. I can't believe it. Um, but yeah, check that out. It's uh, that's really cool to see. And it, oh, I, is it Ghoster Coaster? 
there's at least two other rides. One I saw two years ago, three years ago, something like that, that actually had the Paramount thing on it. Like, Cedar Fair went to town, like, burning it. Like, imagine, like, someone found out you were the monster in the village. Like, that's what they did to everything that said Paramount. Like, anything that was traced back to Paramount. They're like, get it, kill it, every single thing. So it's hard to find, but I distinctly remember seeing something that still had Paramount Canada's Wonderland on it. Very cool. Very cool. So yeah, just keep your eyes out because every once in a while you can see something. Sadly, like all the movie props, they used to have props and stuff in like the courtyard. Like if you're going on that left side, again, going towards the exhibition, they have um, exposition, not exhibition. English is tough. Where like the Starbucks is now and Pizza Pizza. There's like sitting areas, nice lighting in the trees, stuff like that. I'm pretty sure. No. Yes. So they had one spot there, and then they had another spot um, heading towards um, like Vortex and stuff on the left side of the mountain, like coming into the park. And it used to have stuff, like little courtyard areas where it's just like, this prop was seen in this movie. And like, as I said, like this hearse was in The Untouchables. They only made two of these, and these are one of them. And it's like, here's a box that had like, I don't know, Kevin Costner's shoes and like Field of Dreams, which it didn't because I'm almost positive that's a universal film. But you know, stuff like that. Oh my goodness. How did I not remember this? I wrote it down and I, I looked at it and I, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's owned by Nickelodeon, which is owned by, yeah, I think so. It's owned by Paramount. So like if they were still around today, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, instant ride. That's a ride. Whether it's a kid's ride or an adult's ride, that would have been awesome. And also that would have been a kid's show. Like, you have the turtles walking around with April. Like, April, like, where's the shredder? Like, stuff like that. I would have, like, I, I would have been a kid, but I would have, like, nut if there was, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles there. Like, that, again, like, they didn't have it. So I can't go, ugh, stupid Paramount. But, cause, you know, they didn't have it. I'm pretty sure Paramount and Nickelodeon just bought Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and, like, it's been a while it's been a while like what at least seven years six years so i mean they wouldn't have had them then but having them now that would have been surefire but i mean a lot of these things like i mean it's rumored in universal studios um florida where the t2 uh ride was which was pretty cool it's like a show where like it's like a like a moving screen i think the screen no that's how it worked you sat in the chair and the chair the, the whole floor moved to like match where the screen was and stuff. It was really cool. I, that rumor is that's going to be a Star Trek um, show. So, But I've also heard Mission Impossible or um, Born Identity. So that one's gone. SpongeBob. I mean, they did have SpongeBob stuff. They did have some SpongeBob stuff in um, Paramount Canada's Wonderland. Uh, he was definitely in the Nicktoons area. And I... I'm almost positive too. That was probably the final show that they had in the 4D theater. Again, an IP. You got to use them. That's what brings people into them. Um, they had a SpongeBob thing, but they could have did more. I mean, they could have did more. SpongeBob has stood the test of time. It's like, what, 2000, 1999? It's still on, right? Not too many shows have that kind of life. The legs. Yeah, they're both right. Friday the 13th. I don't think anybody's used them. Maybe like some Horror Nights. I think they're called Horror Nights. 
yeah Horror Nights at Universal. I'm sure they've had the license before. Universal also has Transformers. I mean, they're cleaning up. They picked up basically everything that Paramount wasn't using, and I'm sure Paranormal Activity has also been on Horror Nights. I don't know if it was more than once, because again, that series now doesn't have legs, but they could have. Um, I mean, why wouldn't you still use it if you owned it, right? Put it in a Fear Fest. Um, <laughs> But at, uh, uh, as for the Hasbro, nobody has yet taken up G.I. Joe, Micronauts, or ROM Space Knight. But, you know, fingers crossed. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's what I would do. I miss it. I miss it. Like, you would be walking, it's like, well, thanks for coming to Paramount Canada's Wonderland, where dreams come true, or like, where the you're in the movie, or something like that, right? It was always awesome. There's always a good time. You have Fred Flintstone being like, do you want a picture? Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being nostalgic, but I just feel it was a better park when it was Paramount Canada's Wonderland. But yeah, what do you think? Um, let me know. So if you'll excuse me, I actually have a sponsor break. So our sponsor this episode, I know, woo, the sponsor is uh, The Cave Bar and Dance Club in Innisfil. Uh, the cave is located just north of Highway 89 on Highway 11. Uh, it's formerly known as the Barclay Square. If you're in the area close to where I am, it was like a little restaurant. But rest assured, this venue has been renovated to the nines, bringing you the best entertainment experience. Um, throughout every week, the cave will feature various DJs and bands. Um, just anything it's basically a flip of the coin you can have electronic music one night country the next rock uh they're looking for anything uh so please uh, check out innisfil's newest entertainment and dining scene uh for booking like bands or reservations even or any info just call cave at 705-456-3434 that's 705-456 three four three four and if they ask you how you heard about them make sure to let them know that it was through a conversation for one podcast so yeah guys go uh check out the cave bar and dance club our second sponsor and it's it's gonna sound a little unprofessional but is a 20 dollars bill <laughs> i found outside while working so it'll keep the lights on in this podcast for another day back to the show so yeah, that about does it for the podcast today. I'm just going to quick... Um, I, don't, I don't think I'm going to have... Um, I know, it's not getting the ball really rolling too quickly. I know I was going to say I was going to talk about each episode something that was either not loved or underutilized. Um, but, I mean, this was all a hypothetical um, conversation, right? So nothing really existed per se. So what I think I'm just going to jump to now is to just talk about um, my unsponsored sponsors. Um, that is usually what I will have. Um, so go ahead. If you have AMC, um, go check out um, Eli Ross, History of Horror. There's a new episode on, I think it's every Sunday, and it's like a little mini series. So if you can watch them online, definitely check those out. But I've been catching them when I can. There's like... Um, one on zombies, one on slasher icons, one on, um, I think it was like possession and exorcism films. Those are definitely, um, really, really cool. Um, 
what else was I going to talk about? Right. Also, too, it has nothing to do with this episode, but it's just something I saw um, last night. And <laughs> honestly, they're a little odd, but I find them really great. If you're on Instagram, check out Jack Stauber. J-A-C-K-S-T-A-U-B-E-R. And this guy does a bunch of different kinds of animations, like stop motion, animated, flash, He's just, his stuff is, um, it's it's not grotesque, but it's it's a little different, Um, but I found them really funny. Uh, So go check him out. And if you do like this topic of like, not so much what ifs, but like, um, I guess like amusement theme parks um, of a bygone age that are like no longer with us or just specific rides, please go out and check out Defunct Land. Um, it's a series on YouTube. It's a series. Uh, he has a podcast, which is pretty good. Uh, it's Kevin Perger. And he started out kind of just like his one-man show. And he is just he is just churning them out. He's got quite the team with him. A lot of uh, really capable people. But um, they're really, really good. Um, the podcasts are great. They're short and to the point. Um, and the, the videos, they're, they're just great. A lot of good, uh, a lot of good material, a lot of good content. He uh, has some um, really good um, pacing, and there's like editing put in, and like original parody songs for some of the episodes. It's just really, really good. There's lots of other ones out there. Like, um, what is that? It's like a, uh, you know what? Don't worry. Go check out the Funk Land. That's that's worth your time. Um, and I think that's just about all the time I have today. Uh, I really crunched to get this one out here, so I hope I hope you guys uh, enjoyed it. And let me just quick say um, that this podcast was produced by me, Tyler Horlings, and as always, the incredibly lovely Victoria Chubb. So just a quick reminder that um, that you can, in fact, listen to this superb podcast on SoundCloud on iTunes, and now on Google Plus Music. Um, so wherever you're listening from, if you want to give one, two, three, four, ten listens, uh, it doesn't matter of this specific episode or any of the past or future episodes, go do it on those um, sites, I guess. Um, and you can follow this podcast on Twitter at, uh, at ACFO Podcast and on Instagram also at ACFO Podcast. Also, if you guys would be so kind, I'd be incredibly grateful if you would rate, review, and subscribe from wherever you're listening from. If you uh, if you have any suggestions uh, for how I'm doing the podcast or any future podcasts, um, we'll take it to your grave. No, uh, or any advice for future shows, you can email me at you guessed it acfo podcast at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, so I'm just incredibly touched by all the support and listens from everybody especially since i've launched my instagram page all the people that have come out of the woodwork to be like it's been a great show or messaging me saying like man i love it or i'd love to be on it (laughs) it's incredibly touching like it means a lot like a few of the messages i've gotten i've been rereading and it's just it's, it's it's overwhelming so i'll continue to say this every episode until i'm blue in the face Thank you all sincerely. I uh, I really mean that. So anyways, guys, I'll talk to you soon. Tyler out. Imagine if the whole world revolved around you. Wilson! You forgot to study! Don't worry. 
Here are the answers. Well, at Wonderland, everything does revolve around you. From pushing your limits on the new Top Gun jet coaster, partying at concerts, to just hanging with the famous. Paramount Canada's Wonderland. Life should always be this good. Wilson, this is your new lab partner. For summer fun, hurry to shoppers and get coupons worth $6 off regular Wonderland passports. Park open daily.